Good morning, and a very warm welcome to our worship at Kirkgate this morning, and a very, very warm welcome to all who are listening at home. It's a miserable morning, but at least it's warm, and you're very welcome here this morning. The monthly chat session will take place on Tuesday the 9th, uh, sorry, the 2nd of November, which is this Tuesday coming, between 10.30 and 11.30. Details of how to join are available on the website or in the messenger. And you will be made most welcome if you can spare the time to join the group. Thank you. The Guild, they're having a get-together on Monday the 8th of November at 2pm in the hall here. It is hoped that as many as possible can attend to discuss the future of the Guild. So that is Monday the 8th at 2pm. Next Sunday, the prayer group will meet after morning service. And please try and make that group its very worthwhile, and you'll be most welcome to join. It's not a long session, but it is very worthwhile to join then. The Ragbag Collection, a big thank you to all who contributed to the Ragbag Collection. Delighted to say that we had a total of 64 bags uplifted, and no doubt in time we'll hear what the monetary return to Kirkgate is. The Craft Group, they will start meeting in the hall again on Tuesday, the 2nd of November. That's this Tuesday. They will meet there between 1 and 3, and you're all welcome. Now, a date for your diary. Christmas cards will be on sale at the Coffee and Cards, which is going to be held on Saturday, the 13th of November, between 10 and 1. That's the 13th of November, between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. So please remember that if you are attending, please bring a mask with you. Don't worry, though, if you can't attend, cards will still be delivered to your door to choose at your leisure. Just contact any member of the craft group. Quiz sheets. Elizabeth Howie has once again very kindly provided two different quiz sheets to tax our knowledge at the excellent rate of £1 per sheet. All proceeds going to Kirkgate, so please dig deep. You will find them on the table here, so please feel free, make your selection and leave your donation. Thank you. Going on from the announcement last week about John Baxter's epic cycle ride of attempting 74 miles to celebrate his birthday, he has successfully completed his challenge and we're delighted to see you back with us, John, safe and sound. John was undertaking the trip to raise money for children in need. It's a very worthwhile charity, and if you wish to make a donation at all to children in need, please give your donation direct to John. There is actually a lovely article in the Adros and Solkets held about his challenge uh, last week, and you can also read about it in the messenger coming out this week. And finally, Sunday and Thursday seat bookings. Just a reminder to you, if you wish to book a seat or cancel the seat you have reserved, please give me a ring on 602410. As you can see this morning, we have the odd spare seat but that's due to some people being unable to attend. So, but please give me a ring if you have difficulty one way or the other. Thank you. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Maima. Good morning to you all. Good morning. I trust you are all well. Um, uh, it's so much good to see so many of you coming um, and so many who are joining online as well. I'm very sure of that. Um, it's a delight to be in the presence of God. I don't know how your morning started, uh, but mine was quite interesting. Uh, as you can see, our firstborn is not here. Um, he's playing football somewhere in Okanavi, 
one of those challenges, you know, when you're a parent. Uh, we were hoping he was going to play two games and then we would come together, uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, so pray for him. He is still playing on the field. Uh, we had to leave him. Spend the next few seconds just pausing and just emptying yourself. You know, I went somewhere and I, I, I had this expression, let's look at Jesus together. Uh, and I want to invite you, this morning we are, we are looking at the cross. And I think uh, Presbyterians or traditional churches are so used to only look at the cross during the Easter time. Uh, it fits in within our sermon series of moments with Jesus. And today we are looking at a thrilling moment, and I hope it is a thrilling moment as we look into the story of the crucifixion of Jesus. So let's take some few seconds to be quiet before God. Shout for joy to God, all the earth, sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sing praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Friends, we remind each other as we look at the cross and say to each other and to, se to self, were you there when they crucified my Lord? 403, we join our hearts to sing together.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we, your children, come to you this morning with joy and love in our hearts. We gather to praise and worship you in prayer and in song. We come to give thanks for all the gifts you have given us to enjoy, the beauties of the autumn landscape, the loveliness of the sky and sea, and all that lives and grows around us. We thank you for the friends and family that surround us too, that give us joy and happiness. We worship you with all our hearts, knowing that you are always there amongst us to comfort and sustain us. You forgive us when we falter. You are there to guide us in your way. At this time, more than ever, help us to look forward to building a healthier, happier world. As we try to safeguard your wonderful creations, we know that we need to move forward. We know we can look to you for the strength to help our beautiful planet and its people to a better future. We thank you most of all for the gift of your beloved son who showed us with open heart how to love and care for all living things, how you would have us live. And now we pray together, using the words that Jesus taught his disciples so long ago, saying, Our Father, hallowed be heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Christine, and thank you, uh, Mary, for that beautiful hymn. Friends, we've been busy with uh, a sermon series entitled Moments with Jesus. I wonder, have you had moments with Jesus um, that are worth sharing this past week, this past month? Um, the idea or what is behind us having a look at this sermon series, part of it is to just see how Jesus had moments with different people at different times in their lives. And I think if I was going to say the climax for me, today's passage is the climax because we not only encounter Jesus saving us or the redemption story once again, but also it's a thrilling moment to see a thief being saved. And I think at some point, and that's why I can't wait for, for us to get back into church, part of what we ought to be prepared to do is to share what God is doing in our lives. I know most of you are hesitant, are, are kind of afraid to share, but I think we need to hear what God is doing. 
And perhaps if God is not doing anything, why should we keep coming to church? What's the point? And I believe there are small things that God has done and big things that God is doing in our midst. Is God still healing people? Is God still changing people? Is God still doing wonders in our midst? For me, I think God is still doing that. But unless we talk about it, then perhaps for some of us, it would not make sense to say, yes, God is at work. So I want to encourage you going forward, we've got three more weeks or two more weeks to go uh, on the moments with Jesus. And I, I'm hoping and trusting that by the end of this sermon series, each and every one of you will be ready to share what God has been doing or is doing uh, as a way of, of, of sharing with each other. Is that a good thing? I'm sure some at home would also be keen on this. So today, our, we're focusing on the cross. And I think there are a number of things that happened on the way as Jesus was led to the cross together with two thieves. And it's a pegged, it's a pegged passage uh, that we're going to read today. But if, we, if you read Luke chapter 23, you find a lot of fascinating things. At some point, we'll come back to some of these things and touch on them like with small bits. But let's draw near to God as we prepare our hearts to hear the reading of God's word from Luke chapter 23 verse 32 through to 43. Let us pray. Gracious God, we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from your mouth. Make us hungry for this heavenly food, that it may nourish us today in the ways of eternal life, through Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Amen. Luke chapter 23, reading from verse 32. Two other men, both of them criminals, were also led out to be put to death with Jesus. When they came to the place called the Skull, they, were crucif they crucified Jesus there and the two criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, forgive them, Father. They don't know what they are doing. They divided his clothes among themselves by throwing dice. The people stood there watching while, Jesus, while the Jewish leaders jeered at him. He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah whom God has chosen. The soldiers also mocked him. They came up to him and offered him cheap wine and said, Save yourself if you are the king of the Jews. Above him were written these words, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other one, however, rebuked him, saying, Don't you fear God? You received the same sentence he did. Ours, however, is only right, because we are getting what we deserve for what we did. 
but he has done no wrong. And he said to Jesus, Remember me, Jesus, when you come as king. Jesus said to him, I promise you that today you will be in paradise with me. Amen, and may God add his blessing to this reading of his holy word. We join our voices as we sing, I danced in the morning.
and I will lead you in a dance, said Jesus. I hope you'll be able to dance, leaving this place a different person from the way you came in. Now, friends, I don't know what you do or how you feel whenever you hear the story of Jesus on the cross read, or whenever people talk about the crucifixion story. As for me, as I read it, I can't help but see that it is packed with facts on what Jesus said and what Jesus did and, and so forth. And you know, instead of the finer details of the feelings of Jesus or the adjectives that can describe clearly what was happening, all you find are simplified facts of what Jesus said, how he responded to certain people, what people did, and that's it. And I mean, it's so powerful to see that when you read the book of Luke, when you read the story of Jesus being crucified, the emphasis is on people. It's on how people experienced Jesus. And you, you will take interest in this because some people were drawn to Jesus during this crucifixion time. Others were running away from Jesus. Others were joking about what was happening. And this makes me wonder, how do you respond to the message of the cross? How do you respond? If you were given an opportunity to be there, what would you have said? What is it that you were going to do? How were you going to respond to this story? Does it touch you? Does, does this story make your emotions go up and down? Now, before we look at the conversation between Jesus and the thief or the thieves, I want you to imagine, because I love that part of imagination part. I want you to imagine with me that the crucifixion of Jesus is taking place in our day and age in 2021. I, want, I also want you to imagine with the popularity that Jesus has or has had and how people are going to capture this moment. Imagine with me, I don't know whether you have followed the news of late. People are talking about COP26 and how the UK, how Glasgow and how other places and other people have done so well or failed and you can see the coverage now imagine the coverage of the story of jesus as he is being crucified maybe in your imagination let me take you through how the reporters would have probably just put a list and a highlight on things the victims are nailed to their crosses, which were raised and fixed in position. Either prior to this or shortly after this, wine was given to Jesus 
to make the pain more bitter or more painful. And thereafter, you will find the clothing of Jesus being divided among four soldiers. And they are casting lots as to who gets what. Complaining accusations and mocking occurred throughout the ordeal. The crowd somehow seemed to file in as they say, this man deserves this. They're doing all sorts of things. And just then, Jesus will be heard saying this, Father, forgive them, for they know not of what they're doing. The criminals joined in in scorning Christ. The thief on the cross came to faith in Jesus as the Messiah. The darkness falls over the sin from the sixth hour until the ninth hour. In other words, for three hours. And Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? And Jesus said, I thirst, drink a sip of vinegar. Jesus said, it is finished. Jesus bowed his head and said, Father, into your hands, and he died. Immediately the curtain of the temple torn into two pieces from top to bottom. And there is an earthquake and the raising of the dead, of the dead saints as they are just coming from their graves. Legs of those who were crucified with Jesus were broken, but Jesus' legs were not, seeing that he was already dead. Soldiers pierced Jesus on the side with a spear and blood and water gushed out. The centurion and other soldiers who witnessed it said, Surely, this was the Son of God. This is just a glimpse into the sequence of things. But let's get back to our passage. Verse 34 stands out for me. And in verse 34, we read this. Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not of what they do. I mean, this is unbelievable. Jesus paid no heed to the pain and the gushes of the scourges on his back as people are beating him. He paid no heed to the nails on his hands or on his legs. Nor does he pay any attention to the crown on his head. All that he ignored. Because his sole concern was his love for humankind. Now despite all that, Jesus did not only pray that they be forgiven, but he even made excuses for all these people. Listen to what he says, for they know not of what they are doing. How wonderful is the loving kindness of the crucified Lord. The immenseness of his kindness is hard to grasp. But it might be important for us to go back 
to Matthew 5, when Jesus was teaching, he said the following, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And there you have Jesus doing exactly that, loving his enemies and going an extra mile for his enemies. I leave you to think about that. There's something that I've always wondered. I've often wondered why the clothes of Jesus, did, did they divide the garments of the other two thieves? Why were Jesus' garments so desirable? Were they nice enough for a soldier to want them for themselves? Or were they a souvenir? A souvenir is something that is kept as a reminder of a person or an event. Was that the case? Again, something to think about. And in verse 35, verse 35 disturbs me. Hope it disturbs you too. The Bible says the people stood there watching while the Jews, the Jewish leaders made fun of him. They stood there watching, doing nothing except to watch and gaze and say, mm. and they uttered some of these words. He saved others. Let him save himself. Is is if he is the Messiah whom God has chosen, why can't he save himself? Why can't he save himself? The question is, could he not save himself? He could. I've also often wondered why the other thief spoke the way he did, especially in verse 39. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The question is, what triggered such words from a dying man like this thief? Was it Jesus' words of forgiveness that made this other thief to say, save yourself and us? Was he just joining the rest of the people as they were mocking him or the leaders as they were mocking him? Was it the pain that made him to say, save yourself and others and us? Was it the pressure? of the pain. But I'm fascinated but by what comes after that. The other thief, however, rebuked him saying, don't you fear God? Don't you fear God? You received the same sentence, sentence he did. Ours, however, is only right because we are getting what we deserve for what we did. But he has done nothing wrong. So what's happened? What's happening now? Something has changed in this man. Something drama dramatic has changed. Even though he started the day hailing abuse at Jesus, suddenly he's rebuking the other criminal and saying, you shouldn't be speaking to him like that. Don't you fear God? We are justly condemned. He's not justly condemned. Suddenly this man's life is changed and you ask me what happened? 
What happened? Well, one of the answers that you could give is this. Jesus' prayer has been answered. Remember, Jesus has just prayed, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. There you have the exhibit that some prayers get answered. Or you might say, well, the Holy Spirit's work, the Holy Spirit was working in this man's life and in his heart. That could be true as well. But if you ask me, what was it that caused this man to change? What did he see? What did he hear that made him change? Is it the contrast? Is it the quietness of Jesus as people were saying things and he kept quiet? Well, I don't know. It could have been Jesus' words. It could have been his words of forgiveness to the very people who were doing this to him. That could have been what the Lord had done to open his eyes and suddenly he could see. It could have been the whole experience from start to finish. But the bottom line, we know that this man changed. Then this man turns to Jesus and utter these words. Remember me, Jesus, when you come as king. Now, I, you can take these words for granted, but a few things that are worth to notice in this, especially about this thief. Number one, he admits his own guilt. Is that not remarkable? He's on the cross dying on an agonizing death and he says, I deserve this. I don't know what Jesus did, but I deserve this. I am guilty. He owns his own sin. You know, there are very few people in this world who honor to their wrongdoings or to their sins. So many times people want to justify and say, ah, it, was, it was the circumstances. It was this. It was something else. I've seen it with my little boy. At least I can talk about him. He's not here. <laughs> there are so many times he will say, but I forgot. And he will simply say it just like that, I forgot. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry, Mom. I forgot. But here you have this man owning up. The second thing that this thief does is this. He confesses Jesus. Oh, yes, he did. He did. He confesses Jesus' innocence as well. Isn't that amazing? For a thief like this man who deserved to die, who could say, yes, I deserve to die, to say, yes, this man is innocent. I think you better love the way Luke puts things across. Here is something. Have you noticed Luke has now told us, the readers, that Pilate, the Roman governor, has declared Jesus innocent? One person. Herod, the Jewish ruler and leader, has declared Jesus innocent as well. And now one of the thieves crucified on the cross has declared him innocent again. This is one of the things that Luke is just 
pounding home. Jesus is not on the cross because he deserves to be, or to be there. He's on the cross for another reason, to save you and to save me. But you not only see the confession that Jesus is innocent, you see the thief going on to say, Jesus, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? In other words, he's attesting that this is a king. He can only have a kingdom because he is a king. Now that's amazing because over and over in this passage, what we have seen is Jesus is mocked for being a king. They are all mocking him for claiming to be a king, for claiming to be the one anointed Messiah, for claiming to be the one whom they are going to see coming through the clouds with power and glory in his kingdom. Now there are a number of evidences of how the power of God has changed this thief. Do you see it? The question is, do we bear the marks of that kind of conversion? Last week, we were talking about Nicodemus getting to say, how can a man be born again? And here we have it. Here's a thief who didn't even have an opportunity like us to live after conversion, but yet we see quite a lot. We see quite a lot in this man's character and what he displays out there just in that instant, instant when Jesus has changed his life. You know, when something happens to your life, when Jesus touches your life, trust me, there better be something that is different. Your interests will change. Your priorities will change. And you see that. We see these kind of evidences of grace in this man. Look at, look at him. One of them is this. He cares about other sinners. Do we care about the souls of others? He's getting to say to a fellow thief, don't you fear God? Don't you fear God? We deserve this. He doesn't deserve this. This man also sees his own sin. Do you see your own sin? Do we embrace Jesus' person and his words? Do we trust in him? Do we humbly pray to him just to be able to be remembered when he comes in his kingdom? There are a lot of marks of the work of God's grace in this man's life. Do we see those evident in your life? If not... That's your first point of call on your moment with Jesus that will transform others. Does that make sense? This is what is going to transform others, your friends, your neighbors. When you begin to live in such a way that you have, you're saying like this thief, I've received grace which I don't deserve. And because I've received it, I would dare care about other people who are out there who are sinners like me. Do you see that this man is craving for forgiveness? He's craving for inclusion in the blessing of the kingdom to come at the end of this age. And Jesus' answer 
is what clearly defines a thrilling moment between this sinner, this robber, you name it. Jesus said to him, I promise you that today, today you will be with me in paradise. Do you realize that this is one sentence that changes the Christian life story, your life? Especially when you look at death. Death is the last enemy for all of us. But we also reminded it is the wages of sin. And even for those of us who believe in the gospel, in salvation, and in the life to come, this, the loss of a loved one is hard. But Jesus is saying, I want you to know that if you trust in me, the minute, the second that you close your eyes in death, you will be with me. Not only maybe you will be with me. Not like Jesus didn't just say, I will think, I will, I will look into this. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. As if he's suggesting to all of us, this is how you want to die. Forget about what you have done for Jesus and fix your eyes on what Jesus has done for you. In other words, tend to Jesus. Ask Jesus and trust him with your life. That is what the thief did. And to the person who tends and asks and trusts, Jesus says, you will be with me in paradise. Have you trusted Jesus? Are you sure that some of these evidences we see in this man who was accorded, if we like, we can say six hours, and we see in the last moments of his life something that is incredible, something that is, of, that is evidence to say Jesus has touched him? Have you? If you have, Jesus says to you, today I will be with you in paradise. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Let us pray. Lord, you freely give us all that we need. You show us with blessings and we thank you for that. Today we offer our gifts of money May they be a blessing in whatever way they are used. We also offer ourselves all of our gifts that are given by you. Please take us and use each and every gift that we give to you. <laughs> Eternal God, we give you thanks for the splendor and wonder of your creation with its multitude of stars, its diversity and difference. We come to you. We want to have the evidence of your grace in our lives, seen by everyone in the world where you keep us. Lord, give us the zeal, the knowledge, the wisdom to live in such a way that others would see the evidence of grace in our lives. May it be a thrilling moment that every other person looks at us and say, I want to have what they have. May 
something of our lives reflect that we have received Jesus. And Lord, for those who have not received Jesus, we take a moment to ask you, Jesus, be the ruler of my life. Jesus, be the ruler of my life. Jesus, be the king in my life. Jesus, make a difference in my life. In a world of much suffering in all its brutality, we pray for peacemakers, for the gifts of dialogue and mediation, of respect between enemies, each of us, as we bear the image of Christ. We pray for our country and communities, for our children growing up in poverty, for, uh, for parents unable to cope with their children, for the lack that we see in adults and young people, the lack of Christ. We pray for our leaders as they host COP26. Lord, be merciful. Help us to be responsible. Assure that you hold each and every one of us with your eternal love. May we inspire and shape each other as you have done to us. I pray specifically for those who are not well, those who are listening from far or at a different time. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, heal them, touch them, change them, transform them. Those who suffer from addiction, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, heal your people. In Christ's name, amen. amen. The next song is a challenge. It says we have a gospel to proclaim. And I think you can sing it as we sing to God.
stand. God has shared his gift of grace with us. Now may we share what we have received with others. So as we go now, may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and the Spirit rest upon you and all whom you love this day and always. Amen.